Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Off to a flying start here on a tremendous football Thursday with Nick and Ken. Sam Paniatovich, Ryan Horvat, Anthony DeBundo coming up next hour on the show. Santa will give us bets for the Heisman Trophy, day four of Lochmas, focusing on the Heisman coming up in hour number three. All our preseason bets, week three in the National Football League, as well as we move along. But for right now, uh, we're going to finish up the discussion that we started yesterday on the show. Uh, this is pretty good stuff on comeback player of the year, um, which I look at and I... And I think to myself, I feel like there's like a big time opportunity to make a lot of money in this market, potentially, depend, depending on how, how things go. And you could say that about every market, certainly. But I feel like like this one, this one kind of really checks that particular box. And um, Ken, before we get into individual players here, like the Tua's, the Trey Lance's, the Lamar Jackson's of the world, the Chase Young's, Rashawn Gary, Michael Thomas's of the world. Can you quickly, just for our live audience, and in case people are checking out just the podcast clip today, as opposed to yesterday, whatever, talk about Damar Hamlin here to set the table very quickly here. And Ken gave like a full accounting of this yesterday. Hamlin minus 275, obviously, after what happened in the, the Monday Night Football game at the end of the year against uh, against Cincinnati. Thank God DeMar Hamlin is still alive, obviously, and like currently listed as the backup free safety on the depth chart for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, thoughts on Hamlin being minus 275 in this market, and then we can get to everything else. But I do think it's important to set the table again here on a new day. Yeah, uh, he's a DeMar Hamlin's a really big favorite in the market. And usually what happens in every NFL award market is as players play and uh, score touchdowns and get a bunch of yards and do good things, the prices in the market react to what they're doing, right? Like MVP, somebody has a big week one, their MVP price is going to drop. The Once the season starts, it just becomes like constant reactions to whatever's happening in those games. Uh, in this case, I would just, I think... It is okay to think that DeMar Hamlin's just going to win this award because he has a really compelling story. Totally okay to think that. In terms of betting it and betting a really, really, really big price on it, I think you have to ask yourself, like, if he is going to be the backup safety on Monday Night Football in Week 1 against the Jets, and he is going to have one tackle and, like, play some snaps and that's it, most again, what's the average outcome? Could he have five interceptions? Yes. Could everyone have five interceptions? Yes. But like, what is a likely outcome that he doesn't really play a lot? He doesn't really accumulate a lot of stats, which is okay. And when that happens and he's minus 350, what happens the next week to his price? He he's he's gonna do nothing and be minus five hundred and be minus seven hundred? Which can someone explain that to me how that remotely makes any sense whatsoever? Meanwhile, the players that he's competing against some collection of them are going to be very good in week one by rule someone has to score touchdowns and be good and those prices seem likely to drop and i don't know exactly who those are going to be and we're going to talk about some options for who that might be but like again of course demar hamlin can win the award i don't know why you would bet a, a really 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 minus price when i i don't see how that price is going to improve in the short term when we get to the end of the year and the writers, writers decide they would like to award this to him anyway, uh, then that's great. And when the polling comes out later in the year and he's going to win, we he can be a big minus price and we can have this discussion and you can bet a lot of money on him. I don't know why you would do it with absolutely no assurance whatsoever that that's how the writers are going to go in February or in January when the votes are actually due. Uh, it seems like a really bad bet. It's bad for all kinds of reasons that all like it, this this tracks with all kinds of other markets where this kind of thing happens. And uh, typically, this is a really bad idea to bet something like this before the year starts. So I think his price is very likely to actually go closer to even money. 
and we'll come up with a variety of contenders in the first two months of the season that that will emerge. And I don't know who those are necessarily going to be. I have some ideas, but that's kind of how I'm looking at this market for at least the first half of the year. For more table setting on like this particular market, uh, check out again the podcast from yesterday, from Wednesday's edition of the show. We did more more of a meaty discussion on comeback player of the year, but Ken just gave you kind of like the uh, the synopsis there on Demar Hamlin being a vulnerable favorite. Hamlin minus two seventy five, obviously the favorite in the market right now. Um, Ken, I'm going to read some notable names here in this market, and we can kind of pick a couple that we may like and discuss. And as you said on the show yesterday, like it's possible that whoever wins this award is not even currently listed because this is a pretty wacky award, comeback player of the year. So I'll give some names and prices. Uh, some of these will be out of order price-wise. It is how they are listed at BetMGM. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa at 20 to 1. Russell Wilson at 25. Trey Lance at 40, which is really funny because, you know, he's the third string or fourth string quarterback on his own team right now. Lamar Jackson, 20. Cooper Cup, 30. Mac Jones, 80. Matthew Stafford, 40. Baker Mayfield at 66. John Mechie at 20. Derek Carr, 66. Calvin Ridley at 50, coming back from a gambling suspension. I, I don't think he would win. Brees Hall, 20. Kyler Murray, 80. Javante Williams, 40. Carson Wentz at 200 to 1. The, the, the Bills need to sign Carson Wentz like yesterday with Matt, with Matt Barkley um, and, and uh, right. Kyle Allen being their backup quarterback. It's a brutal situation. Like they need to get Carson Wentz in town like immediately. Uh, Darren Waller at 66. Uh, DeAndre Swift at 50. Aaron Donald at 50, which is really funny. Chase Young at 80. Michael Thomas, 66. A host of other players listed. I feel like we've given you like a pretty good accounting for of the, of the names that we've got. Anything stand out to you, Ken, at the prices uh, for NFL Comeback Player of the Year? Yeah, a few players, definitely. And uh, to go back to yesterday, I think what you're looking for here is um, like a name player, like a big name player. Like I didn't even do this on the show yesterday. Like like Tom Brady won this award. Like Drew Brees won this award. Like it just, it's like big players have won this award historically. Um, coming, it's, it's usually like a superstar player coming back from an injury. And, uh, and so, you know, it's just like, all right, I, I understand that Trey Lance is going to be listed. And even if Trey Lance gets traded, like then, it, then you'll actually have to have a conversation about it or Brees Hall or somebody like that. Like these are players early in their careers that like weren't, they didn't, they didn't have the part where they were good yet. Like they didn't do that yet. And this award is usually like someone who at least played. And like, I know people can be like, well, Geno Smith played and he was awful. He played a really long time and then came back. Most players, it's like they were really good and then got hurt and then they came back. Like there's some kind of pedigree here usually with the winner going into whatever ailment befalls them and then they have to come back from. And so like some of these players, it's just like square peg round hole. Like it just doesn't make any sense in terms of like, and and I want to be really clear. This is also like a list some guy at a sports book came up with of who he might vote for. And then all of us, well, not all of us, some of us, like contact the sports book and say, hey, can you add this player to this market? Like, I want to bet on this guy. Can you add him? And they say, yeah, no problem. And then they add him. Happens all the time. So just like, this isn't, this is even, this is a bad list. Like, it's not even the right list. We don't even know what the right list is. <laughs> so it's, this is so much more of a guess. And it's a really bad guess. Like, the, I'm sorry, like half these players are zero, maybe 80% of them are zero. Now, that doesn't mean like we get to pick the winner. The winner might not be on here. There might be eight players that make sense. You can't bet all eight, probably. Uh, Hamlin could just win. So it's not like some locked in chance to make money. But I mean, man, there's there's definitely some opportunity here. Maybe not even before the year, but maybe just in the first couple of weeks of the year when you see how everything kind of fits together. The first player that stands out, 
uh, to me by far is Odell Beckham Jr. at 50 to one. It's like not even close. So uh, he has a chance to be the wide receiver one for the Ravens. Uh, long, prestigious, all pro level career injury uh, in a game in which he won the Super Bowl and like a very, very high profile, heavily reported comeback this year. And that was being like sort of billed in all of the preseason games and the national reporting as like the wily veteran that's like now like taking everybody under his wing and showing them how to play receiver and everything uh, for a team that might win like 11, 12 games this year. Also, he is 50 to one. Uh, so yeah, that would be name number one that makes a lot of sense to me. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here. Tremendous football Thursday talking comeback player of the year in the National Football League. And also like with the Ravens offense. And we've talked a lot about this over the course of the offseason. But it bears repeating now. Uh, this is not the Greg Roman offense anymore in Baltimore. Todd Munkin's now the coordinator of this offense. They're going to run the air raid this year. They're going to throw the ball a lot more than they have. This is going to be like a modern offense the Ravens are running. Uh, the prehistoric offense that they had been running, which had a lot of success early on, but less success as time went on, which is why John Harbaugh and company making the change. So, I mean, it's a high-octane passing offense. And, you know, we've talked a lot about Zay Flowers on the show. We've talked about Mark Andrews on the show. And it's not like that Beckham's definitely going to be the number one receiver. But to your point, Ken, I think it's kind of like up in the air. And if Beckham is the number one receiver, and the last time we saw him actually play, Went down the stretch for the Rams and certainly in the Super Bowl. Longtime listeners and viewers of the show will remember we were betting Beckham's receiving yards over literally every week. Felt like he was mispriced every week and he went over like actually every single week. Except for the Super Bowl, because you know, like he like he tore his ACL and he was well yeah, on his tough. way. Like he he might he might have won MVP in the Super Bowl. I know Cup ended up winning. He was on his way to like a monster day on Super Bowl Sunday. And uh he might be the Ravens, he might not be the Ravens number one receiver, but if he is. 50 to 110, I think, feels like a, like a pretty good number right now for Odell Beckham. Um, I have a couple names that I'm looking at here, but why don't you give us your next one here? So Odell Beckham at 50 to 1, name number one for you for Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, uh, Cooper Cup is priced less than that, and the team is might be brutal. And I don't know what their strategy is going to be necessarily. Also, if he gets just like triple covered every single play, I guess this doesn't really necessarily work. All I'll say about Cooper Cup is compared to Tua, who can't win, uh, Lamar, who can't win, Brees Hall, who can't win, uh, Stafford, who probably can't win, but it's kind of interesting with Cup, right? I, I would think, like, Cup is probably more likely to have a bigger season on average just because, like, he's him and he's a receiver and it's, like, less tied to how everybody else does. Uh, like, Derek Carr can't win. Like, compared to all these other players in the similar price range around him, Cooper Cup can, like, can actually win this. So I don't even love the bet. It's 30. It's like a pretty low price when there might be a hundred other relevant players that come into the discussion early on. But I want to just mention him as like of kind of like all these guys that are right behind DeMar Hamlin. He does make a lot of sense as just a player who had a tremendous amount of success, like achieved great things, had a, a serious injury, and now has the chance to come back and like repeat the things that he was doing before. That's right in line with 90% of the past winners of this award. So just like he does check the boxes of kind of the type of player you'd be looking for. Price is a little too short. They might be so bad. I was going to play every game. Like I, it's just a kind of a weird mix. So I wouldn't bet him before the year, but I'm like, I would definitely have him on like a list of players to monitor who can actually win. Uh, the good news for Cooper Cobb, speaking to the media earlier today, like he's on track to play in week number one. Remember, he had a hamstring injury a couple weeks ago. Uh, Rams on Sunday, September 10th, on the road in Seattle. And you would you'd imagine when you look at their 
their offensive skill position players with Cam Akers, who apparently now like reports are out, Ken, that he's he's going to be splitting time with Kyron Williams. So he's not even going to be like the unquestioned Yikes. bell cow of this offense. So it's Cam Akers and Kyron Williams, Tyler Higby at tight end, who's just a guy, Van Jefferson, Puka Nakua, and Tutu Atwell. Who do you think? Matthew Stafford's going to be targeting constantly in this Rams offense. When the when they had better players, who is he targeting constantly in this Rams offense? It stands to reason, obviously, it is uh it's gonna be it's gonna be Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup listed at 30 to 1. You want to give us another one here? I've got I've got five guys that I think are interesting at price. Okay. Uh yeah, the Chase Young is the guy I mentioned yesterday. I mean, you sent me like a, a funny tweet that he has like a stinger and he hasn't been cleared for contact. Yeah, this has been the story of Chase Young's career, right? Been uh sustained a bunch of injuries. Uh, just have not have not again have not placed any bets in this market yet, but just like trying to take this list and cross off a bunch of names to leave only names that are interesting. Uh, I think Chase Young is a very interesting name. Really, really, really high draft pick. Uh, one defensive rookie of the year had a monster rookie season then sustained a bunch of injuries. And now like, can he get back to that level of performance? And by the way, what is a contract year for him? So like, I think all of that's like really, really interesting for potential. Now he could just get hurt again. Happens all the time with guys that are injury prone. Uh, He definitely doesn't have to win. But again, if we're looking for what prices have the chance to go in the opposite direction, we think Hamlin is going to either stay the same as a big favorite or, or go back closer to even money, maybe just stay the same, who emerges as like the second choice in this market where there really isn't one right now, or the third choice. Um, you have a guy who's 100 to one, who if he makes a splash play in week one, now he's 20 to one, now he's 15 to one, like right out of the gate. Uh, out of the three guys that you mentioned there, Chase Young, Odell Beckham, and Cooper Cup, do you prefer one to the rest? As of right now? No, not right, not right now. I think I just, I, I like all three versus almost everyone else that's listed, actually. Um, so I just, it's almost just like who even has a chance for me uh, that I would consider. I think those are three of the very, very few that that would. I've uh, I've compiled a list of five guys myself who I think are just interesting to talk about and like we can determine whether or not, whether or not they're good bets. I think out of the five, the best bet when you think about like profile of the player and like this player has sure. not necessarily like done it before, but I think the expectation is, is the player is going to hashtag do it this year. Nike Nike should get on the line with him. I think he's going to just do it this year. Uh Tony Pollard is listed as 66 to 1. He's coming off like a broken fibula that cost him a lot of time last year. Obviously, like I don't need to roll through like Ezekiel Elliott's not there anymore. The backup situation behind him is like razor thin. And I think like the the excitement around Tony Pollard this year is like building up to a fever pitch. Like he's he's awesome. He's not really going to have a lot of competition behind him. I don't think he's going to have to split the backfield, really. He's going to be involved in the passing game. He's going to get a monster workload on the ground. He's 66 to 1. Like, what happens if Tony Pollard is like a 1,400 yard rushing season and scores like 12 touchdowns, literally coming off a broken leg? He's 66 to 1. And if that happens and he's like the center of the centerpiece of this offense for America's team and Dallas makes the playoffs, I don't I feel like, I feel like you could do worse than Tony Pollard at that price at 66 to 1. Uh, I so I agree with you. I think Tony Pollard could have a huge year. Uh, could even merit consideration for offensive player of the year, uh, and not even comeback player of the year if he does. Um, the fact that he played last year and was good, even if you only play a little bit, like it's like he didn't miss a full season. It just it feels a little awkward as a fit for me, just because like he did like how many games did he end up missing last year? That would be my question. It just it's I don't I don't know if people think about him the way that we're that we're framing. All right, we'll talk about this more on the other side. More names for comeback player of the year to wrap up our number one tremendous football Thursday. Nick and Ken on you better you bet.
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.